Good evening, friends, and welcome to Heart of Indie Radio. As promised, we have a fantastic guest right here at the Heart of Indie Radio studio, Jamie Lindsay. Now, Jamie is a fantastic singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and performer and music producer who's been living and working in Sydney since 2001. He's got an amazing... Uh, career. He has toured in so many different areas and he's touched a lot of people's lives with his music and just the beautiful soul that he is. And we're really privileged and honored to have him on our show tonight. So please welcome Jamie. How are you? Hello, Amy. And thank you so much for having me and hello to all all your listeners out there. And, And I do have to say that's probably the best intro any interviewer has ever given me. So thank you oh, so wow. much. I feel, I feel really like, oh, okay, I think I'm blushing. I think I'm blushing oh, here. <laughs> you're, you're adorable. Well, thank, thank you. you so thank much. you so yeah, much. That's absolutely beautiful. And thanks for having me. Um, let's have a chat. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, let's have a chat. Now, you've, you've got, you know, you've got quite, quite a story. And I'd love, I'd love for our, our listeners to really get a grasp of your journey as both an indie artist and songwriter and and kind of where you where you started and and of course what you're working on now just to kind of yeah fill us sure. in what is okay, what well, is Jamie's life like <laughs> let's let's um let's see if we can cap 43 years into a a quick 60 second brief all right so i grew up in uh, tasmania um which is the southern state of australia i grew up very country i grew up on the farm and farm life was very much my life and I grew up listening to a lot of country music. You know, my family listened to, you know, the greats, the Willie Nelson, the Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Dolly Parton, Tammy Winnett, you know, and also Australian greats such as, you know, Slim Dusty, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then I grew up wanting to get out of Tassie because it's just a little state. And obviously you've got that, you know, vast part of water there that kind of stops you from going over to the mainland. So once I was finally old enough, I got over to the mainland and I did the country thing and I had a little bit of success around about 18 and 19 and I was still very young within my musical journey and I'd moved over to Melbourne and I met up with um, a couple of other really fantastic musicians, but they weren't doing country, they were doing rock and I was like, oh, this is cool. And, you know, I was just really young exploring where this wonderful thing called music was going to take me and I just wanted to do music you know full time and so I kind of went down the rock thing um kind of gave up the country thing um never stopped listening to country never stopped writing country music you know um just never really had a vehicle to push it um and so I went down the rock thing and then I moved over to Sydney in about 2001 kept trying to push the rock thing for about 10 years, you know, trying to get record deals and then, you know, doing little tours overseas, going to America, um, going to England and just, you know, trying to do what we all try and do, just get our music out there and get it up um, somewhat, you know, over the line, you know, trying to get that record deal. It never came. We got really close so many times. And then for whatever reason, it just, you know, fell apart right at the end there. So whether it was to do with the deals that were offered or whatever. Um, so anyway, um, moved to Sydney, played all around Sydney, doing all the pubs and clubs and, and just really learning the craft of performing and singing and learning how to deal with a, with a live and rowdy audience here in Sydney. Um, and then, yeah, so, you know, in the last few years, I guess, um, I kind of stepped out a little bit. I was doing some background stuff. I got a, 
publishing deal um, with an American label and I was writing beats for them, just um, pretty much a pop producer kind of thing. And I was just um, contracted to write beats and just kind of ideas for them to then go on and produce up to pop artists and and um, make songs out of them. And I was kind of like, yeah, this is cool. It's paying the bills. That's cool. But I knew within my heart that I wasn't ready to hang up the reins of the performance side of me and the artist side of me. And so I thought, what am I going to do? You know, this was 2015, 2016. I thought, well, maybe it's time to go back to my roots. You know, maybe it's time to go back to country music. You know, I've, I've never stopped listening to country music and, you know, I never stopped writing it, but I just never pushed it. And so I thought, well, you know, that's where I started, you know, and I, and, and I really feel that that's where my heart is. Maybe it's cause of maturity um, whatever, but I just felt now's the time to really kind of go back and, and pick things up. And so that's what I did. You know, I started preparing an album, which is the album that's out now called 11. Um, I gathered up 11 songs. Well, actually I didn't, I gathered up about 20 songs, but then I cut down to 11 and that's why we call the album 11. Um, 11 is also a really significant number in my life as well. It's the day of my birthday. And it's, um, you know, it seems to be reoccurring in my life quite a lot. So back to country, really proud of what I've I've achieved in my life, you know, and I've done some great shows overseas. I've met some wonderful people. I've lost love. I've gained love. I've got some children. I've got stories to tell. You know, I've got heartache. I've got pain. I've got joy. I've got happiness. All these things that make great country music you know <laughs> um, I've lost my dog you know I've remarried you know all these wonderful things that that just make for great songwriting material I have it all in spades you know so wow um, I just yeah it's it, all all the stars aligned for me to go back to country music and here I am and I couldn't be happier you know I released the album a few months ago and um Look, it's just been going so well, you know, community um, community radio ha- have been so supportive. They've been playing lots of my my songs off the album and I've been getting so many wonderful messages from people. And to be honest, Emmy, you know, like, you know, you, you rate success any which way you want to rate it. And to me, connecting to people is is success, you know, being able to you know, touch people with your music, being able to have messages from people saying, oh, that song's serious or that song start again or that song, you know, Nashville, Tennessee. I know exactly what you mean. I feel that way. To me, that's that's almost, you know, more than having money in the bank, you know, just being able to move people with your music is powerful. It's really powerful. And so, you know, I, I find that this album, you know, no, it hasn't sold a hundred thousand copies, but has it reached and touched people? It definitely has. Um, and so to me, that's, that's really important. That's, that's fantastic. And I, and I do that human connection, you know, that, that, that music is able to do that universal language that we all yep. can, yep. can, can share is, is, is tremendous. And, and I, I certainly have seen, you know, those, those connections, uh, from, from where I'm sitting, just, just even on Instagram, you know, the, the, the powerful posts that you, that you make and, and the different yeah. people that have commented. And, and I think it's really special that, uh, not only have you, um, obviously 
put out great music, but the thought behind it and yeah. and the and the stories, as you said, you've kind of you've 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 evolved over time, and it's and you can see that. And I I'd love to know a little bit more about you know, you've you've done a lot of. Uh, big shows you've um, performed yes. <laughs> on the NRL State of Origin lineup, yes. which is massive um, internationally. Yes. The USS uh, Missouri and Hawaii. Yes. I'd love yes. to know about these experiences because those are <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah, look, the grand final is a wonderful thing, and I've done that for a few years, and and that's just exhilarating. But to be honest, I I have to talk about the USS Missouri because that that is something. I will never forget. Um, let me tell you about it. So uh, we have a really big phone company here in Australia called Telstra. Um, I don't know if you are aware mm-hmm. of that, but our our major phone company here is called Telstra. And a few years ago, uh, me and my band, we were hired to uh, play for a really big VIP party that they were having. I was very lucky. Um, I was seen by one of their reps playing around Sydney and um, they approached me and said, oh, look, you know, we've got this really big um, event happening in Hawaii. We'd love for you and your band to fly over and we'll pay for everything and obviously we'll look after you. Will you come and play for this event? And we were like, yeah, of course. (laughs) You know, know, yes, please. When is, you know, and then we, we only found out later that, we were playing on the USSS Missouri because obviously, you know, after World War II, you know, that was the um, ship that signed the treaty and then it kind of got docked at Pearl Harbor and now it's pretty much a museum. But, but, but they also use it to hold events on and you can actually hire it for an event. So this phone company hired it and we played on there. Now, this is where it gets really cool. All right. So do you remember the song by Sher, Turn Back Time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah, film clip that to that, the film clip to that song was shot on the USSS Missouri, right? So we had this really cool idea. We thought, all right, well, why don't we take a Sher impersonator, right? And we'll start the show with turn back time and she will come out. This Sher impersonator, like just for one song, just one song. So so we found someone that looked and sounded like Sher and just absolutely nailed it. So we flew her over as well, just for one song. Um, <laughs> the budget allowed it, so we did it. Um, and, and yeah, like, so we had about probably 280 people. They were the guests for this event. And, you know, we, we started the riff and everyone thought, oh, my God, they've hired Sher. Oh, my God, this is crazy. And so this impersonator came out and everyone was just floored. Like up close, you could definitely tell that it wasn't her, but sitting at like the back of the room, you were dead set sure that that we had Cher or Cher on, on, the, on the boat. And it was just amazing. So then, yeah, she came on and after the song, everyone realized that it wasn't the real Cher. Um, and then so she went off and we continued on with the show but it was absolutely amazing like just to be able to say that I've played on that boat is it's a once in a lifetime thing now here's where it gets even better the year after what happened was um we were we were going to do it again um actually it was two years after we were going to 
do it again. But this time it was going to be at Alcatraz, right? They were going to have the same event, but they were going to do it in San Francisco and have it at Alcatraz. And for whatever reason, um, um, just logistically, um, it kind of fell apart and didn't work. So they had to cancel the event. But we were, we were like looking at being booked to play at Alcatraz. Wow. Wow. Now that would have been the story to tell, you know. I mean, the boat was one thing, but playing at Alcatraz. So anyway, we missed out on that opportunity, but we were, we were bummed. But we were like, oh, but you know what? We still got to play on the on yeah. the USS Missouri. And then from there, what happened, Emmy? This is. <laughs> I hope you've got some time here. But from yeah, yeah. <laughs> from from there, what we did is we we went on to America. Well, sorry, we 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 went on to New York. So we flew from. Um, uh, we finished up in Hawaii. We spent a couple of days because then uh, after us, after we played Jimmy Barnes played as well so we were kind of like jimmy barnes's support act so he flew his band as well and they played after us so we stayed a couple of days in hawaii and then we flew on to new york and we had book shows um we had book shows in new york williamstown um williamsburg sorry in um brooklyn and we had shows in nashville so we were going to spend like a week and a half in new york in Manhattan, and then we were going to fly to Nashville and do a few show, um, a few shows along Broadway, and that was the plan. And we had some really good gigs booked. Anyway, we got to New York, and then Hurricane Sandy hit, <gasps> and we no. got we got locked down in New York for like eight days because they closed all the subways, all the bridges. We couldn't get out. So um, this was like. This was Sunday night. We had shows booked in Williamsburg on the Tuesday night and they locked us all down on Sunday. Um, and we were just staying in a hostel. We were just staying in a hostel in Manhattan. And um, they basically just shut us down. So we didn't do that show. And then we couldn't get out of New York. And then once they finally let the bridges up, we drove to New York. Um, sorry, um, how do you say it? Like it's it's just near New Jersey there. Oh, yeah, yeah, New York, yeah. New York, um, mm-hmm. to try and catch a plane to Nashville so that we could save our shows. Well, they weren't flying out. So we had to drive. We hired a car and we drove to Nashville. But by the time we got to Nashville, we'd missed our gig and we blew that show out. <laughs> and, and in the minivan, because we hired a minivan, we were so just fed up with just, you know, we, we were so bummed and we were really high tension and the rest of the band were, were, were just really on edge because so far we had a great experience in Hawaii. We got to New York and it just all went really bad, which is no one's fault. You know, I mean, you can't expect these things. Anyway, we were just really um, at each other's throat. Pretty much by the time we got to Nashville, the band had broken up. <sighs> Oh, yeah, no. we had so many fights in the minivan. <laughs> just <laughs> it was it was like all these things just came up. The band had been together for about ten years, and it took I think it was what like eleven, thirteen hours to drive from New York to Nashville. Within that time, we had so <laughs> many arguments and so many bust ups that the band broke up. By by the time we got to Nashville, we were like, I I think the band's done. I think it's. It's all done. So we just spent a week in Nashville, flew back to LA, 
um, spent a week there and then flew home. And yeah, that was that was pretty much the writing on the wall. That was 2012, and I went solo in 2013. <laughs> wow. You know, that would make a really great um, premise for a film. I feel like that's just, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of elements in there of just. That's 100%. That is 100% a true story. And, and, and No, that, I know it is. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's just fascinating, though. Like, it would be, I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to watch a film what the, starring Jamie Lindsay. Just, and his, just <laughs> disintegrate before your eyes, you know. It was, just, it was just so funny. So, yeah, look, that's an amazing experience. And, look, that's my first, and this is what I was saying to you before we went to air. I was saying that, you know, I grew up. You know, my family's record collection was Dolly Parton. It was Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Chris Gustafsson, Waylon Jennings, Mel Haggard, Slim Dusty. That was what we listened to every single day. My mum just loved music so much and she would just play her records and sing along to Dolly and Tammy Wynette. And it was just an amazing upbringing to, to be surrounded by that. So, you know, and also the Eagles. And I grew up loving American artists. So when I first got to America in 2012, oh, my God, I was like a kid in a candy store. You know, <laughs> all these places that I'd heard about in these songs that I love, I was visiting, you know, and it's special and it's still very special. And when I went back there in 2016 with my wife, we spent four weeks in North America and we traveled around. We didn't even scratch the surface, you know, but we traveled around. We had a good look around went to New Orleans, you know, um, obviously went to Nashville, went to Los Angeles, went to Texas, went to Austin. And, oh, we just loved it. We soaked all the culture up and, oh, just, it's just, America is such an amazing country and the culture is so deep and, and it's so ingrained in, in people. And it's, it's very, it's very fascinating, you know, from a, from an outsider looking in, it's, it's really special and really fascinating. So most of the songs off this album, were inspired by that trip um wow and and good and bad good and bad you know because mm. obviously being an outsider you see a lot of things that you know you're just not used to especially you know tension you know it's mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a thing you know it's a big thing and um you see it you feel it you know and um you know w we have a little bit of that here but nothing like what you guys you know have over there and so yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. So, you know, um, my songwriting, I, I'm 43. I've got no time for BS. I just don't do it. I keep it real. I keep it really real. And I speak about how I feel. I talk about stuff that's really happened in my life. I don't need Nashville songwriters writing for me. I don't need that. I, I don't have a problem with that. Absolutely not. You know, they're great songwriters, but I feel in my life I've lived enough to tell a story. And so my songs come from experiences and they come from reevaluating things. They come from, you know, definitely from the heart. Um, and sometimes they get deep. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're just an observation of something I've seen or witnessed. Um, but most of the times they're, they're definitely from the heart. This, the song that you're going to play called Sirius is about, it's about my German shepherd that I had to put away a few years ago. And he was my dog for a good 10 years. And he helped me through a lot of things. 
drugs, you know, uh, separating from my first wife. He was there, you know, he, he really helped me through some dark times, you know. And so, you know, he was like, it's like a child to me. So that really affected me big time. And so Sirius, the song Sirius is about <clears throat> the very day that I had to put him down um, and how that felt and how that made me feel and the tears that rolled down my eyes and the, the breath that I lost and, and just all those things, you know, that's what Sirius is about. It's about my dog. And I don't mention my dog. I don't even say the, you know, you wouldn't even think it's about my dog. You only know this now because I'm telling you, but it could, it's, it's about losing someone that you love. Mm. And, and I've had a lot of messages about that song. People not knowing it's about my dog. People just, right. people just going, wow, that, that really touched me. You know, that made me think about my mum or that made me think about my dad or my uncle or my brother or my sister that I lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, well, that's about my dog. But it's amazing that you've interpreted the way that you want it. And I just think that, that you know, and we spoke about this just before, you know, the power of music and the power of connection. And, and it ain't about the dollars. It ain't about mm-hmm. that. And, 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 and it can't be about that. You know, if you listen to Chris Stapleton, who I'm a big fan of, like he is the real deal. You know, people like you, Willie Nelson, you Johnny Cash, they're the real deal because they, they just sang it how it was and how they felt. They didn't need... They didn't need anything else but just their songs and their story. And so, you know, um, am I talking too much? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> just... no, no, it's great. I mean, it's, it's really inspiring. And I think, I think, you know, our listeners are going to get a sense of, 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 you know, more of your writing style, obviously after, after, um, after this interview. And I, I'd love for people to be able to follow you on social media and awesome. keep in touch with you. So if you could tell us um, where we could find you, that would be great. Of course. So I'll start um, with my website, which is jamielindsaymusic.com. And that's pretty much my handle for all my social media as well. Jamie Lindsay Music. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Please send me a message. You know, if you if you listen to my music, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, good or bad, send me a message. You know, just just, you know, say hi. I'm I'm listening from New Zealand or I'm listening from so, you know, I just, I love connecting to people, you know, and, and, and I really um, appreciate that, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's my way of putting myself out there. So, and you're pretty cool yourself. I've been listening to your songs too, Emmy, and you're, <laughs> you're pretty spectacular yourself. If I, oh, you're if I sweet. So you're myself. Be... Yeah, you're cool. And I've been, you're um... sweet. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a duet in the future. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Whoa. Absolutely. Heart of indie radio fans. You just, you just don't know. Um, well, it's, 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 yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a real pleasure just chatting with you and, and getting to know, you know how hard you've worked and the and the big journey that you've been on and i love your honesty and it's it's really refreshing i know that our listeners will have enjoyed that as well and and i i'm i'm excited about sharing your music with more people okay. around the globe who tune into our show so folks uh, we want to thank Jamie Lindsay 
for joining us in our studio at Heart of Indie Radio. Please support him, uh, stream and download his music, visit his website, follow him on social media. And certainly you can DM us on Twitter and on Instagram at Heart of Indie, or you can email us at heartofindieradio at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of tonight's interview. This is your station, and we love connecting with all of you. So coming up next, we have Jamie Lindsay's song called Sirius right here on Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> 